What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Work Rate Podcast. This is our AEW in review. We have a lot to cover because we weren't here last week. Um, I think we were here the week before. Yeah. But, yeah. And, uh, yeah, we were going to so do, we missed, we we missed gonna do a pay-per-view. World's End. But, uh, yeah. but we didn't. <laughs> We we're gonna do a lot of things, but we didn't. It, it was, it was New Year's weekend, so yeah, it's, yeah, well, it is what it is. Um, and yeah, but yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot going on. So there was a lot of change through AEW. Mm-hmm. We had MJF dropping the uh, dropping the ch- championship to Samoa Joe, which mm-hmm. I guess we didn't get. If you hear my dog whining downstairs, he's being very whiny right now. So. <laughs> he might make a lot of noise. Um, he, uh, which last week you and I had talked about this. I said, I said, I think, I think uh, MGF's going to drop. And you're mm-hmm. like, really? To Joe? I was like, yeah. I, 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 I didn't like, think so. I got that impression after he put out his Players Tribune article. Mm-hmm. Did you get a chance to read that? Yeah, it was very good. I got, I kind of, oh, I, I can hear myself again. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. Maybe try turning your mic down a little. You got a smooth, you got a new cut going. You, you yeah, got I just got a fresh shave and a... Fresh for the new year. Yeah, you're yeah. looking good. Um, little All GQ right. hardcastle over here. Um, yeah. And uh, anyways, yeah, I was like, I, I kind of have the impression that MJF's going to drop, um, that Samoa Joe's going to take it, and it's going to be that he made a deal with the devil. Because um, otherwise, <laughs> you'd say, no, the guy who takes the belt has got to be Adam Cole. But I was like, <laughs> yeah. but in this situation where Samoa Joe is working with them, I see that as being, I see this as being just fine. And I yeah, like yeah. it. And um, interestingly, plus it's Samoa Joe. You can't go wrong with him being the world champ. Yeah, so. interestingly, Adam Cole still hurt as at least mm-hmm. kayfabe is still hurt. We don't yeah. know. He's still in the walking boot. He's still sitting in the chair. But yeah, we got um, we got Adam Cole betraying MJF. We got it is Wardlow in the kingdom. Now it's the undisputed <laughs> kingdom. I guess is what they're yep. calling themselves. Um, yeah. I actually missed the opening of dynamite this week. I thought I could play it, like restart it from the beginning, but I could not. What did they say at the beginning of dynamite? Okay. So the very beginning was Samoa Joe, uh, right after his match, uh, making a proclamation that, hold on me. I got it up to see exactly what he said, but he basically said that he's, um, uh, he's not like the rest of the scumbags in New York, and he'll uh, do whatever he can to win any championship. And you know he's going to be, he'll fight anyone and stuff like during the press conference. I loved his little thing he said during the press conference where people were asking him who he wants to face most, and he said, oh, "I'll fight anyone." Don't. He's like everyone's in the backstage starting fights with everyone, but no one comes starts fights with me. Please come fight me. So he's ready to <laughs> defend the title. It's good shit. <laughs> yeah, he pretty much said that again in his promo to start the show. And then so the very beginning of the show, we get um, 
uh, it starts out with Adam Cole's entrance music, then everything does like the little devil, like thing and stuff, and uh, uh, then it, we get the reveal that it's the undisputed uh, kingdom, and they have a new theme song, and they come down to the ring. Adam Cole's still on crutches and stuff. And uh, I have a feeling that he's just eventually is just going to super kick somebody with the boot. Is what's going to happen there? I think that's how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's going to play out. Kevin Nash in that old. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And he said, "I forget." He said he realized he needed to turn on MJF whenever he broke his leg, and he said MJF didn't care, which is not true. But that's heel. That's heel reasoning for you. And so, and then he said that uh, they 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 laid out a prophecy that they're going to have all the belts. The kingdom already has the ROH titles. Roderick Strong's going for the international title, and um, Wardlow is going to go for the world title because Adam Cole's hurt. But then he said, uh, once I'm healed up, Wardlow's going to hand me the world title and I'll be world champion. Wardlow basically just scoffed and said, "Yeah, right." So they're already planting seeds for the inevitable Wardlow turn. That's, that, I feel like that's the same the story they always do with Wardlow, no? <clears throat> yeah. Anyways. But um, hopefully this time they can keep the Undisputed Kingdom together and he has like a group of guys he can, you know, go against. Yeah, like Wardlow, um, Wardlow does have that shot that he was owed against MJF, which he never took. Um, <laughs> I guess uh, I guess this is how they're going to pay that off. Um, yeah. Funny enough, he said he, he always hey. said he was going to do that against MJF, and that's now not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. One thing I liked throughout this episode, um, well, actually, I guess we can get into this now. So the uh, this brought out Jay White, of all people, mm-hmm. to uh, to tell the Undisputed Kingdom and uh, and Adam Cole that he. Uh, he remembers that they attacked him when he was alone in the back. He remembers that they uh, that they beat him up. Um, so he's here for his pound of flesh, and this time he's not alone. So he comes down mm-hmm. to the ring with the guns. They start fighting, um, but it's four on three, plus mm-hmm. Adam Cole just hanging out. And uh, yeah, he like hid behind the um, doctors, which was funny. So obviously the numbers advantage is in favor of the un- undisputed kingdom of the UK, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, yeah. And then, uh, and then the acclaim come out and they come running down and they join the fight uh, and kind of save the uh, save bullet club there. And mm-hmm. eventually the, um, the, the Bullet Club, they don't shake their hands or they don't scissor, but they roll out of the ring. So you had asked, yeah. do you think that they're trying to babyface the Bullet Club? And I don't think so. I think there's sort of, I think that uh, AEW is smart enough to know that Bullet Club are kind of tweeners and always kind of have been tweeners. So yeah. I think within this like three-way rivalry, which I think is how this is going to play out, um, I think that uh, they'll be the tweeners. Claim will be the faces, and mm-hmm. the UK will be the will be the heels. But one thing that I liked throughout this episode, the um, 
like the Adam Cole's group. Like they took advantage of MJF having no fans from when he was a heel. He didn't do mm-hmm. any he didn't do himself any favors when he became a face and no one wanted to back him up when all the heels came after him. Um yeah. going for his title. Now all the people that the undisputed elite attacked while they were the masked heels trying to get at MJF are now coming after them in the same way yeah. that they all came after MJF. So it's kind of mm-hmm. it's kind of cyclical. It's repeating itself again, which I like. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. It's what they did to MJF is now happening to them. Yeah, it's cool. And uh, another thing to note during this promo and with online stuff too is Adam Cole during the promo said that MJF no longer works here, and they've taken him off the. Uh, yes, they did that on the weekend. The roster people, page. You're yeah. like, oh, he's off the. And that, but no, he's he's signed. Everybody. Like, there's not a single person that thinks that he isn't signed. They're yeah, ahead. and uh, I think Dave Meltzer said that he has to have shoulder surgery, so that's why. He, well, yes, you know, he's not he is hurt right now. I think that I don't <laughs> think he would have dropped the title. I think he would have. Uh, I think they knew this. They knew how hurt <laughs> he was, so they built a storyline so Joe could take it off of him, and I think that's smart yeah, for sure. And knowing that Adam Cole wasn't going to be healed in time this is how they did that i think cole was going to be the guy to take it off of him i think so too and now you could do a thing where like till mjf can come back to undisputed kingdoms beating up everyone and then mjf comes back as the super triumphant baby face for sure to save the day and it'll be good but they are hinting at uh i mean they did a good job pulling it away but they like um, Swerve is saying, he's coming for that world title, but mm-hmm. before that can happen, now they're they, they're bringing back the Hangman thing, which mm-hmm. is interesting. I feel like maybe he could have brought someone else in there because, like, do we really want to go to the trilogy so quick? But yeah, I mean, with people getting hurt, I don't know what else they could do. So. Right. But anyways, but let's. Go I to... like how they set up the Hangman thing. Mm-hmm. We can just go to that now. I forget who they're trying to interview backstage, but he busts in and he's like, uh, he said he wants to fight Joe first because he, he knew, and then he's, but he's not here. And then he wants to fight Adam Cole, but he's hurt. So he's just going to fight someone. And then that leads to what happens at the end of the show. Yeah, it's funny. I, 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 I've been thinking for weeks, and this is completely irrelevant, but I, I've been thinking for weeks as uh, Hangman's been getting this more aggressive, darker persona <laughs> and growing his beard out honestly if you shaved his head he'd look exactly like moxley yeah whenever you said that and then like i saw him I was like, yeah he does look a lot like john yeah moxley, they right? look the Just same like hair. if john moxley had long <laughs> hair or if he shaved his head he'd look exactly like <laughs> john moxley it's so funny yeah. and also yeah on this episode he just looked like magnum ti or was it magnum ta yeah, yeah. ti or ta T- i think it's magnum ta yeah, Magnum TA. I know who you're talking about, though, the, the 80s wrestler. That dude was awesome, too. Yeah, there's a Watch's Vice thing, the uh, Dark Side <laughs> of the Magnum Ring. It's Magnum TA. It's a it's a good episode. But yeah, he looks exactly mm-hmm. like him. He looks exact because he's got the mullet going now. Yeah. The way his hair was pushed back, in a way. He almost yeah. uh, he And his like mustache the... is thicker on his beard like Magnum TA had. So. <laughs> yeah, no, he's... He's going. He's getting more of the a mullet as opposed to like the, the dirty shag that he was having before. Mm-hmm. No, it looks a. Uh, 
It's a good look for him. I'm I'm enjoying it. It's very Mac. I want to put this put this out into the ether with uh, Hangman going up against the the disputed uh, uh, kingdom. Now he's going to need some backup. So we got Brian Keith, probably all but signed, like you said. ROH guys don't really get the graphics, so he's probably signed to ROH, but they use him on Dynamite and stuff. And then Bandito should be back soon. Just have all them team up, and it's like a cowboy team. Yes, <laughs> a posse. Just call them the posse. <laughs> yeah, the posse. Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun to go against the kingdom. I think that'd be fun. Or just call them Tombstone or just something yeah. like that. <laughs> like, fuck. Yeah. The Dirty yeah, Bunch. <laughs> so, so. Yeah. But yeah, so that, that was a, a fun start. I liked that. I like Jay White not forgetting because a lot of times in wrestling they'll you know they'll just move on. And, yes, th- this is one thing that AEW does so well, and I appreciate mm-hmm. the losses matter, um, mm-hmm. the tournament matters, matter. the mm-hmm. uh, the losses in the tournament do the all the people that were betrayed or that were attacked by the UK leading up to this for over, for two months mm-hmm. are back to. Uh, to take their revenge like they didn't just forget they're mm-hmm. not idiots they watched the show yeah. they experienced the beatdowns they claim got put through glass mm-hmm. windows yeah hangman got powerbombed on a car windshield <laughs> yeah like they're they're gonna get their comeuppance i don't think anyone's mm-hmm. gonna get them or at least i hope no not. i think I they're think so. i think they'll be able to fight them all off at least i hope they are because the one thing that uh aw has struggled with a little bit is the heel factions tend to get their comeuppance a little too quick mm-hmm. they don't yeah like i said you you want to have them beat up everyone until mjf can come mm-hmm. back and then, you want to have them run roughshod on everybody for a while mm-hmm. like i think that yeah. it's funny because uh sometimes aw is r- really long and slow and drawn out with some of these storylines other times they rush them to the point where you're like what the f- now what the fuck are you gonna do <laughs> For like, sure. you had so much more time with that I don't know why you rushed it mm-hmm. so after all that uh, we get the first match of the night which is Dante Martin versus Orange Cassidy which was a fun match yeah it was a good match and it was uh, essentially Orange Cassidy outmatched by Dante Orange Cassidy mm-hmm. being frustrated by Dante Orange Cassidy almost being heel. He was almost playing the heel in this match. Yeah, especially when they're outside. Yeah, mm-hmm. like being visibly. Angered. I like the spots where they threw through. Yeah, he, he was the more aggressive. I like the spots the where they two. threw him into the crowd. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> and like when when he goes to do like the... when they threw him in the crowd and that dusty guy in the crowd was dressed like Dusty. <laughs> <laughs> they had that part where the uh, where he that was funny. Where he's doing like the the playful kicks, and then the, uh, mm-hmm. but like almost right away he turns it into like real stomps, which is more mm-hmm. of a a heel tactic, a heel thing to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There was a satellite DDT that Dante did in this match that was nice, but then. So Orange Cassidy gets the win, of course, and then they're all shaking hands and stuff afterwards. It's Dante's team and Dan Housen, Hook, and Orange Cassidy are all shaking hands, but then we get another return. We get Private Party's return. Yeah. Was... I actually loved this, and I... Yeah. 
Like, I enjoyed them when they first broke into AEW, and then I kind of... Mm-hmm. The the bloom fell off the rose a little bit for them, for me. Like, it was yeah. like, okay, they're a little bit one note. But um, I loved Mark Quinn on the mic here. I thought he was yeah. really good. He can talk. Mm-hmm. He can talk, and uh, yeah. Isaiah Cassidy knows how to work the crowd with his... Can I get a eh? and the yeah uh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah like it's it's good they're they're good at this they've learned mm-hmm. um they mm-hmm. no longer need the Hardys they no longer need Matt Hardy and yeah they honestly the Hardys they are kind of looked at a little on a little bit of a negative light right now by mm-hmm. the overall general wrestling fan base they're kind of washed let's be real mm-hmm. um I don't I don't think that's being too overly negative on them they're like 45 years old um yeah like uh you don't really want to uh limit these guys by pairing them with the hardies they learned what they need to from them and they even said that uh they named all these teams are going after and they said and the hardies so we're gonna get that match yeah between them which is gonna mm-hmm. be cool so the hardies can put them over yeah um like they said the Young Bucks, which is the first time the Young Bucks have been mentioned in a few weeks. <laughs> and Young Bucks actually got booed when they said that, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Yeah. Well, remember they were kind of heelish whenever they left because they tried. I know, to but it's like mad at normally, if anyone mentions someone from the elite, especially after a bit of an absence, they're going to get cheered. That's true. For them to get That's booed true. was I was like, ooh, like this is actually mm-hmm. probably what the what the Young Bucks want. They want to be able to mm-hmm. come back as heels. Yeah, because isn't that the rumor that they're coming back as yeah, like a heel coming team? back as a heel faction, which would be cool, like mm-hmm. with other people. So uh, yeah, that'd we'll be see. Fun. Yeah, so then after that, uh, we go backstage and it's uh, Tony Storm and Luther and and Tony Storm says, uh, "Wait, we're not New York City. This is New Jersey. I hate New Jersey." She's so I'm off to New York City to participate in a seance, which was hilarious. <laughs> and then Renee asks I her, "Love it." Yeah, and then Renee asks her, like, wait, don't you want to see Mariah May wrestle? And she's like, I, I don't watch wrestling, darling. And plus, Mariah May's got to pay her dues, so what better dues do you have to pay than wrestling in New Jersey? And then she's like, Luther, up. And he picks her up. She kicks her shoes at Renee. It was funny. <laughs> the women's match that followed was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. is, yeah. Let's just talk about that next. Cause yeah, the- it was the next match. It was the okay, next thing, great. so. Yeah, so the match was Mariah May in her debut in a full Joshi outfit, which I loved, um, versus Mm -hmm. Queen Aminata, who I believe is in the Brian Keith scenario. Like, I believe she is signed to Ring of Honor. Yeah, because when we... No, she didn't wrestle... When I came here to Oklahoma City, they had some Ring of Honor matches, but... It wasn't her, but she wrestled on uh, Rampage. She wrestled, and she was uh, Queen Amata. Queen, she can fucking go, dude. Yeah, and she her forearms are are stiff. And yeah, look her good. her her strikes are real good. She's got mm-hmm. one of those really really good corner running boots, like mm-hmm. sliding boot things in the corner. Oh my god, it yeah. looks brutal, like so brutal. Um, no, she she's legit, man. Um, mm-hmm. Like and Mariah May's drop kicks are, are yeah, super that, nice too. Her right? drop I, like drop kicks don't normally pop me. 
but her mm-hmm. shotgun drop kick was I was like that is one of the fucking thickest beefiest drop kicks I've seen in a mm-hmm. long time. Well, yeah. I always get this thing save regularly. I g- genuinely don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> I truly don't know how. So I'm just gonna hit. Uh... Okay, may oh that's how you save. Okay, just all right, fine. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So and then uh, Mariah May wins with her finishing move, the Mayday, which is a fireman's carry Michinoku driver, which looked good. Yeah, it looked awesome. And then, Mariah May can yeah. go. Everyone who's watched her yeah. has said Mariah May can mm-hmm. go. She's good. She's one of the standout. She's probably, I guess you'd have to say, like one of the rookies of the year. In all of yeah. wrestling, because she's only yeah, because she had she's a, only been wrestling professionally for a year. Yeah, she had a title in Stardom, so yeah, she can go. She went to Stardom, got a title. Like that's fucking, that's like industry plant type of shit. Like you showed up, mm-hmm. just yeah. got given your shit. All of a sudden, you're good. Like mm-hmm. where the fuck did you come from? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So exciting stuff. And then after the match, Renee comes in the ring and. Ask her how she feels about her debut. She says she loves it, but she just wish she didn't have to do it in New Jersey. So I, I love the the hate on New Jersey. And then which brings out AEW's newest signing, Deanna Parazzo, who is yeah, the Jersey most, town the girl. most famous New Jersey in female wrestling. I don't is New mm-hmm. Jersey the way I don't know. My sister lives uh, in Jersey. I, I could ask her. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah, so she came out got a huge reception. Yeah, that fucking weird ass outfit she was wearing. <laughs> Yeah, it's like sequenced see-through. I saw um, Snake Man tweet out, I need this outfit, <laughs> which is funny. But yeah, no, and she then, comes uh, out. She has she goes back and forth with Mariah May. She says, are you like, are you really? Uh, she's like, I'm in New, I'm from New Jersey. I'm New Jersey through and through. Do you really think you're going to like fucking talk shit about us in my, in my city? Um, then Mariah May says something like, basically to the effect of I don't give a shit or something like that. Yeah. And then slaps her, right? Yeah, she slaps her and then... Um... And then fucking... Oh, she says, uh, tell Tony Storm if she doesn't want to be here, uh, that's fine. It doesn't matter. No one wants her here. And then Ryan May says, like, tell her yourself, bitch, and then slaps her. And then Deanna Prazzo just elbows her and super kicks her <laughs> out of the ring. Fucking boots her right in the mood. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Yeah. That was so, a fucking Brody Lee boot. Yeah. That so a, that'd that be... Machka. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be a good um, fresh feud. It's two two new people in AEW fighting each yeah, other. Yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and not necessarily the female wrestler people thought was going to come out. Because nope, but people have... I saw today that it's she's the other ones. The other person's still rumored to come in. So yes, so we should talk about that now because we didn't talk about it at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. So the Sasha Banks, Mercedes Monet, will she, won't she thing with the AW slash WWE, because the timeline is that she was talking to WWE, it fell apart, and then she was talking to AW, and then she was talking to WWE again, and then it fell apart again, and then she was <laughs> talking to WWE, and then people yesterday were reporting, oh, the, uh, the Monet... Uh, music for New Japan is taken down from Spotify, and it's and if you search her old music on on Spotify from WWE, it comes up in the in the search, but you can't play it, which is absolutely 
fucking terminally online people. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's, like, that's nuts. If he if you figure that, like stuff. they're they're following the fucking <laughs> buzzards, man. Um, but Mercedes Monet, that's her fan base is like that, man. They're they're pretty. Nuts they're fucking nuts, like man. Her hardcore fans, they're, they're crazy yeah. people. <laughs> but uh, I guess something similar with with CM Punk happened before he joined WWE, so that's why they're doing <laughs> that. But still, to be like this okay. is a, this is the smoking gun, like I <laughs> sure fucking isn't. She very well could end yeah. up there, still. Like she's as equal. It's a it's fifty fifty right now, in my opinion, as as to where she'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, people are still, or it's now. Some places are saying that it's still most likely she's going to end up in AEW. Um, great. She they need a star of that caliber. If she comes in, it's gonna feel like to me at least, it's gonna feel like when Danielson and Cole came in. Yeah, for sure. Um, but for the she's, women's yeah, division, level, which the women's sure. division needs, they need mm-hmm. those legit stars and legit stars who can really, really work. Yeah, because having and I don't really like to slag on people, but like. Britt Baker, for example, a legit star that they put a lot of focus on. But when your legit star is not the best worker in the division and Mm -hmm. is having all these matches and every once in a while gets overexposed Mm -hmm. uh, with the work rate, with all the attention you're putting on them, that can have a negative impact, especially on a fragile division like the women's division. Having Deanna Perrazzo, who's one of the best female wrestlers in the world, bar none, better yeah, than sure. Sasha, better than Bailey, better than like we're talking someone who's a who's a technician, like mm-hmm. she she's legit, like she is a better she's a, a she's more in the mold of like a uh, of like a Zack Saber Junior for the women than she mm-hmm. is like a anyone that WWE has. I mean, I guess you could say maybe Charlotte is a good technical wrestler, but there's just not that many. Um, yeah. Like that's not really what they go for, for women's wrestling is like Matt based wrestling, but she's a Matt based wrestler. Um, yeah, for sure. And is really good friends with Britt Baker. Is if, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, um, Where's Britt Baker been? She'd been on TV in a while. I can't. I think she's hurt. Oh, okay. I, I didn't know she was hurt, but um, I saw there was a tweet by. I'm going to see if I can find this tweet by Sean Ross Sapp. I'm going to kind of vamping for a minute. Um, yeah. How do I? So, because I imagine that's who they might. I don't. When they bring Mercedes in, I don't know. I was trying to think who they have her feud with first. Britt would be good, but I mean, they got so many stars. Tony Storm would be good. Uh, yeah, let me see. Because he. Sean Rossap tweets so much. So it's hard yeah, to he find does. it. <laughs> he tweets a lot, a lot. Um, ba, 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 ba. Oh my god, these are all from two hours ago. I'm looking for a tweet mm-hmm. from like two days ago. Never but I was thinking, because I thought they're going to debut uh, Deanna Prazo and Mercedes the same time last night. But mm-hmm. 
like you said, the Danielson and Cole thing. I think they're going to do that. <laughs> well, I think it just it hasn't happened because it just hasn't happened. Um, yeah, I don't think stuff's finalized yet. But then you had that ruckus tweet where he's like, I'm, I love working on, I love my job working on new music and stuff. I know. Like, like maybe excited. he's working on it ahead of time. <laughs> for, mm-hmm. cause, well, like, then he did the Wendy Richter tweet too, which is what Tony Storm said about referencing Shasha, Wendy Richter. Well, like maybe it's it's like closer to done than we realize. Which mm-hmm. is, I, oh, that's a, who has, it was, Andrew Zarian, I think that's his first name, and it, from Mattman, mm-hmm. he reported yeah. uh, today that um, it's all but done. Okay, well there you go. Okay. Well, while you look that up, I'll go to the next segment because it's I know, please it's do. a funny one. So next we had Tony Schiavone in the ring, and he welcomes out Christian, Mama Wayne, Nick Wayne, and Killswitch, and mm-hmm. they come to the ring and they're getting booed and. Uh, uh, Mom, Mama Wayne gets on the the mic and says, "You boo me, a mother! You boo our patriarch, Christian Cage. Shut that down and let Christian conduct his business." And uh, Christian comes out and says he hasn't lost his title in over two hundred days, which he did lose it and then won it right back at the pay per view in a crazy way because Killswitch won the battle royale to call a shot for a TNT title shot. Adam Copeland actually beat Christian for it. Killswitch was going to turn in his contract. Christian whispered something in his ear, then took it, and then um, won the title back. So, was he a two-time champ now? And then uh, Christian starts thanking uh, Mama Wayne and uh, Nick Wayne for helping him out, and then you think he's going to uh, uh, thank Killswitch for helping him win the title back, but he thanks himself. And I was like, oh, Killswitch is going to turn on this man so hard someday. And it's going to be awesome. Yeah, and I think it's going to be when when he does turn, I think he's going to turn as Luchasaurus. Oh, for sure, for sure. And he'll probably be the one to beat Christian for the title. That makes sense for what they're doing right now. Yeah, no, for sure. They're definitely building to that. They're definitely building to Mm -hmm. that because this is the second time he's done that to Luchasaurus or Mm -hmm. to... Kill switch, whatever the fuck he is. Um, yeah, and he Christian says he's not going to fight Adam Copeland anymore because he's two and zero against him now. And uh, that was that. I'm glad that um, Adam Copeland didn't come out this episode. I would like Christian too. to face maybe one or two people. Yeah, I want to see Adam Copeland face other people too. Well, and like, also with Copeland's age, he shouldn't be wrestling all that often. Um, he should be able to yeah. take some time off and be off screen. Like he's not yeah. a young guy; he doesn't have to be on the screen all the time. He can disappear for, yeah, for sure. a month at a time, and then come back mm-hmm. in two months and be just fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I never found that tweet because Sean Ross tweets a lot, tweets retweets a lot, yeah. and it was from it's from the third or whatever. Oh. <laughs> it's from like the it was from the day of dynamite, but. It, it mm-hmm. essentially said um, something to the effect of, obviously, um, nothing's confirmed until the ink is wet. But the uh, he said his hope is that um, Sasha comes in, Perazzo comes in, Hater comes back, Baker comes back, and Thunder Rose is mm-hmm. here. And then 
you can really build around the better booking that's been happening in the women's division of late. Yeah. Because I think this Friday at Rampage, they they have two women's matches again. Yeah, because they... well, may, maybe that that might be a good way for Tony to sort of dip his toe into uh, putting women's match, like more than one women's match on and seeing if they do the same numbers as the men. Because if they do the same numbers mm-hmm. as the men on Rampage, you would think that they would do the same numbers as the men on Dynamite. But it's less of a risk yeah. because the numbers aren't high on Rampage at all anyways. So it's it's kind of mm-hmm. a low risk way of testing it to see if okay do do the numbers dip, which he says they do, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily believe that. Um, yeah. I do believe they probably do because you've made a self fulfilling prophecy where if you make it so that yeah, no one yeah. cares about the women's division, no one's going to care about the women's division. Exactly. exactly, they can't care about it if you don't fucking put them on TV. Anyways, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then. So after that segment, speaking of the women's division, we had a short little segment with Renee. Renee was all over the show. She was. Soraya, Ruby, and Harley Cameron, which Who the I, fuck I, is I think that, this is, by the way. She was in QTV. She was like the. Oh, that's who that was. The rapper lady. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They tried to hit on, um, hit on. I know. She uh, showed up the other from? week with a knife and it was like, who the fuck is yeah. this? Yeah, so her whole thing is she's trying to join the outcast, so she's trying to act goth and crazy like they are, which is funny to me. I don't know. Okay. So, I mean, that, that, that yeah, is, that's, like, that's funny, but I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, that's not Mariah May. What the fuck's going on? Yeah, yeah. It's like, so, and like Ruby basically says, like, we kicked one crazy blonde out, and now you're getting another crazy blonde. And yeah, that, that's like the whole thing they're doing right now. All right. That, that's, sure. It's, hey, it's more stories in the women's division, which is good. I, I do kind of like the idea of um, of uh, fucking Cool Hand Luke and um, Ruby Ruby getting together and like forming a little yeah they're doing there. like a whole dating doing a whole dating angle with them too where both teams don't like them dating each other which is always funny but like if but, you if we were yeah, to like so, combine those that would be kind of funny I don't know kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Like just, just spice it up. Like just change, change things. <laughs> just don't have people do the. If something's gotten stale, just change it up. Just try something yeah. else. Doesn't matter. Yes, and uh, something that wasn't stale was the next match on the night, which was uh, Kanosuke Takeshita versus Darby Allen. This match fucking ruled. Fucking match. I love this year. match. <laughs> yeah. Well, I said that, and then I saw uh, when we talk about. Wrestle Kingdom later, uh, Danielson versus Okada. But. Okay, I haven't seen that yet. So, <laughs> but, but no, uh, this match was... Takeshi versus Darby Allen. I fucking love this, this match. match. He just yeah. yeeted Darby Allen with German suplexes all over the ring. And yeah. every time they were deadlifts, he never just did a regular yeah. German to this man. He just did yeah. deadlifts. Isn't he... Isn't his whole thing like German suplexes? Didn't he write like a college yeah. paper? No, he, he wrote the his German thesis. Suplex? He wrote his thesis yeah. on the German <laughs> suplex. No, he yeah. has a, he has the most perfect German suplex I've ever seen. Yeah. He and Jay White. He did a yeah. He did a double chaos theory down the apron or down the ring ramp. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> to well, that was so. And for people who don't know what that is, that's where he does the little little roll the rolling into yeah. the into the deadlift German. Mm-hmm. Um, but he did it in a way where they had the camera, so it was almost like a worm's eye view. So Darby mm-hmm. Allen went flying over top of the camera, 
<laughs> it was one of the best shot um, moves I've seen in my life. Yeah. Like, it just, like, brilliant. And I fucking i was dying i was screaming i was laughing so hard when that mm-hmm. happened i was like holy shit that's one of the coolest he is just tossing this man mm-hmm. yeah there's one point where darby goes for a code red and then uh uh turns that into his um overhook tombstone i forget what he calls that move but that that's always brutal looking and then it's basically the crunchy throughout the match it's the crunchy isn't it yeah yeah Yep, yeah. And then, he, you know, Darby gets his hope spots here and there, but then at one point, Takesha just hits him with a top rope bridging German suplex, which was nuts, too. <laughs> like, in my mind, just like, okay, suplex off the top rope, whatever. But then you're like, wait, mm-hmm. suplex off the top rope. Nobody really does that. Like, that's yeah. not a thing people do. And it was a bridging one, too. It was just like, yeah. I'm just going to do yeah. this shit from higher. You're like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. And then he beat Darby. And I yeah. I was Which, shocked. I was so, I was yeah. really surprised. Mm-hmm. I did not. I, that's, I think that's so perfect because Takeshi no, needs big wins like that. Even though he's beat Kenny Omega twice, but they, they've been having him in tag matches. So this is a big, good, solid win. Of oh, this is start a off this is a major win for him because mm-hmm. Darby is kind of other than MJF, he is the biggest homegrown talent they have, and he's held yeah. multiple championships at this point. Um, he is he's as over as they come. Um, mm-hmm. Oh yeah, another thing while we're talking about Darby, we should talk about the Chris Jericho thing. Oh um, yeah. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this was this is news over the. Like, this is what I said when I said so much has happened. Mm-hmm. So for sure, Chris Jericho this is right before the pay per view. Yeah, which, which suspect right there. So mm-hmm. like how my issues with this, aside from Chris Jericho, more than likely being a dirtbag, um, mm-hmm. and that's just my opinion based off of nothing. I just yeah. think he's a dirtbag. That's fine. Um, same, same. I uh, I have seen on wrestling Twitter before Twitter turned to shit like three like three four years ago, like when the uh, when lots of dirt was being said about wrestlers during all the the speaking out movement and whatnot. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple people who would have connections but aren't like in the media, but are like within wrestling are in the know. And I won't say who they were, um, but they, they said that they're, that they're uh, Jericho's guys, essentially like Jericho's got to stop being so cocky because at some point his dirt is going to come out. And when people would ask like, what do you mean? They would say, it's not my story to tell. It's Mm -hmm. other people's stories to tell, but there is, but like there is dirt on Chris Jericho, it's just just no just everyone mm-hmm. everyone who knows it is afraid to talk about it. Um, yeah. So on the weekend, Houseman, who works I think for Wrestle Inc., um, he's the guy that uh, CM Punk famously uh, went after in his tirade um, at mm-hmm. the presser. Uh, same guy. He. Uh, 
in a podcast, he very recklessly, very recklessly for a journalist, because he is a legit journalist, um, <laughs> compared Chris, said that Chris Jericho has skeletons in the closet and compared him to Harvey Weinstein. And when you do that, you're comparing him to the most notorious rapist in Hollywood. Yeah. So yeah. you know exactly what you're saying by that. And right there, he is very likely to get his livelihood stripped from him. Because Chris Jericho is going well, he, to sue the shit out of him for libel. Yeah. Yeah. Because him and Jericho were arguing before it's so on Twitter, reckless. Right? Mm-hmm. It is really but, dumb. Yeah. And in our wrestling group, we have there's a journalist in our wrestling. He's not a journalist in wrestling, but he's a journalist in another field. And he mm-hmm. right away said, this is extremely reckless from a journalist to say yeah. this shit. Like, you can't mm-hmm. be saying that without any quoted sources. Yeah, for like, sure. to, to just be throwing that out in the wild is fucking insane. Mm-hmm. And then... Um, Somebody brought up a tweet that from that time period that I was talking about uh, that said Chris Jericho um, tried to proposition Kylie Ray and that's why she left. And at that mm-hmm. time, I think I had seen that and I had kind of written it off as like, okay, this is some random person with no face on their avatar, with no name on their avatar. Um, saying something like not that I don't believe it but unless I see something mm-hmm. from the actual victim um, it's this could be anybody saying this like if a victim says mm-hmm. it I believe them but the victim didn't say anything anyways someone brought this up again and um, and Kylie Ray hearted the tweet so that mm-hmm. people were like oh this is what Nick Houseman's talking about this is uh and the ball got rolling, the pay-per-view started, people were booing Chris Jericho, um, there were signs in the crowd saying Jericho is NDA. Um, yeah, and uh, Jericho away. Um, and, Ricky, and Ricky Starks is facing off against Chris Jericho, so who knows, but he flipped Chris Jericho off in the match. <laughs> but Darby Allen, who's on Chris Jericho's team, yelled, fuck you, down the ramp at Chris Jericho at one point. Was that before the match, after the match? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I just heard people talking about it. I think it was during the match. Or like maybe was, after the match. Like, that's weird. That is weird. Because mm-hmm. Chris Jericho was a face. Darby Allen's a face. Um, I don't know. Maybe this is just a way for guys within the context of the match to tell Chris Jericho what they really think. Because these were guys that would have been on the indies when Kylie Ray was on the indies. They would mm-hmm. have been on the same shows of her, in theory. I don't know that yeah. for sure, but they would know the same people. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's interesting. Yeah. And then this week I mean, rolls there's around. there's a freaking NDA chant. <laughs> yeah, there's <laughs> an NDA Jericho. chant. Every time Chris Jericho <laughs> was in the match, they were booing him. And then every time someone else was, they were cheering them. So it was very much mm-hmm. he was the target. And I kind of like to see yeah. it because most of the time when he, someone he's of that He's a pretty big tweeter. And he hasn't tweeted since last weekend. And yeah, stuff, which so. to me screams <laughs> like he's being careful. Mm-hmm. 
Like normally he's yeah. being extremely over defensive about this type of stuff. Um, yeah. To me, this actually gives a little more credence to mm-hmm. the issues. Um, mm-hmm. But Houseman then came out later and he said, well, all I was saying was that uh, he didn't backtrack, but he said, well, all I was saying is that uh, some guys in their that have a storied career end up tanking it at the end and he's got to be careful. And I mm-hmm. was like, okay, sure. Um, I, to me, that was just him trying not to get sued. Cause I yep. think people yep. around That's him 100% probably, what it is. probably told him you're going to fucking lose your career over this. Mm-hmm. Cause you're stupid. Cause what this does um, is if allegations or if, an accuser does come forward later on, it's going to put doubt in the mind of people mm-hmm. because this guy yep. overshot. This guy, um, not overshot, what's the term? Jump the gun, essentially. Yeah. Like if somebody had come out, if a journalist had come out before the Harvey Weinstein thing and tried to uh, and jump the gun, it would have torpedoed the whole article, the whole investigation, the whole lawsuit Mm -hmm. like doing this jeopardizes people and just because he wanted to fucking dunk on chris jericho which let's be honest is justified to dunk on chris jericho he's Mm -hmm. he chris jericho defended vince mcmahon's allegations saying that uh like well who cares these are two consenting adults and who cares if he did this like he Mm -hmm. (laughs) i've you don't know what power dynamics are, obviously. Yeah, for sure. He said what Vince did was fine. So mm-hmm. obviously Chris Jericho could do the exact same thing, which is what these people are saying he did. Mm-hmm. And so we already know how he th- that he thinks these type of things are fine. So I And Jericho is from that era where they said everybody was just roofing ladies. Yeah. In bars and on planes and roofing each other for fun. They said they all were, and Chris mm-hmm. Jericho's from that time. So is it a surprise that a guy that people have said is kind of scummy ends up being kind of scummy? It really shouldn't be. And I'm not saying he no. is, but my opinion is that he is. <clears throat> yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but yeah, So and then Houseman said, he just to clarify, he's like, I never said Kylie Ray's name. I didn't... Uh, other people said that she liked the she hearted the tweet and then it went from there so like okay yes he's trying to get out in front of that aspect that no he didn't do it's like okay you didn't uh do that but you also didn't source the accusation Mm -hmm. that you put out there which is that shit i just did something there (laughs) which is that uh chris jericho is a rapist like that's that you have to have sources for that sir Mm-hmm. You sure. can't you can't just say that shit. You can say yeah. Chris Jericho has some skeletons in the closet and he's scummy. Well, sure, I believe yeah. that. I believe most wrestlers from that time period do. I absolutely mm-hmm. believe that. Like fucking Sting probably does. Like who fuck Sting's best friends with Ric Flair. Like at the very least, mm-hmm. he's an enabler of Ric Flair's um, shit. So. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, if you watch, like, 
before like the plane ride from hell documentary came out, they'd always just like, Oh, that's just Rick being Rick. That's like what all of them. Yeah. That, like, Sting was part of that. <laughs> like, like there's no like, Oh, Sting's is no, he was fucking, he was there during all, all of our favorite wrestlers from the past were there. Yeah. They all let the shit happen. Like there, none of them are scot free. Mm hmm. So no, I do I believe that Chris Jericho could do this? Absolutely. So anyways, we were talking about uh Darby Allen's match and I thought we should say that yeah. Darby Allen told Chris Jericho to go fuck himself. Yeah. So yeah. Takeshi gets the win and then um after that, uh Renee's backstage again, once again all over the show, with the Callis family. And congratulates Takeshi on his win and then uh Don Callis issues the challenge for Sting and Darby versus Takeshi and Hobbs. Next week, saying Sting's twenty-five and zero, and we're going to make him twenty-five and one next week. It's the, it's their. I think they're calling it the homecoming because they're back at Daly's place for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. So and Sting be, and Derby have a, a match this weekend versus um, the Workhorsemen. So they're going to let them get a win mm-hmm. ahead of time, which to me mm-hmm. tells me that uh, the family's probably going to win. That'd be crazy, but that'd be like good. If yeah, Keshe no, it's good. It should be the, good. Because then you can mm-hmm. you can build towards Sting's last match, whatever yeah. that may be. Um, yeah, I still don't know whose last match is going to be, but it'll be. Wait, good. Sting's undefeated, isn't he? Yeah, they said he's twenty five and zero. Okay, yeah. So, <clears throat> I mean, that would put over the the family huge if they did mm-hmm. win. I mean, honestly, Sting shouldn't be twenty five and zero. <laughs> Let's be real; it kind of makes the rest of your company look fucking stupid. It doesn't even feel like he has had that many matches. But no, it doesn't. I, you know, he's he. But that's yeah. Insane. Another thing about he's the twenty five matches. That's insane. yeah. Another thing about the Jericho. Yeah, about the Jericho stuff is it was Sting's last time wrestling in New York and all that shit's going on in the match and. During that match, you could tell it was affecting Jericho because, like, he was he was fucking up a lot of moves and stuff. <laughs> he was messing up a lot of moves during that. No, he he got rattled, man. That's mm-hmm. how you kind of know that because normally, like, if people boo Chris Jericho, he knows how to turn it around. Mm-hmm. He knows how to use it. But this is yeah, different. these boos were different, though. No, yeah. this, these boos were different. This was like they uh they kind they kind of got him. They. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. What? So next match was uh, number one contenders fatal four way for the newly uh, continental crown mm-hmm. triple crown champion, just which is Eddie Kingston. Match. Just a banger match. Yeah, this one's hard to describe because it's just four guys going out there. Yeah, it's crazy. just like go out <laughs> there and have a fucking banger, boys. Mm-hmm. Like. Crank that shit up to eleven and go. Brian Cage versus Trent versus Brian Keith. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. first time that yeah. a lot of people would have seen Brian. I Keith. love that uh, Brian Cage is still wearing his. Yeah, I like that Brian Cage is still wearing his Streets of Rage, Sega inspired gear. When did he first wear that? It doesn't and, matter. Uh, but, yeah, I, just, I like that the, he's always wearing the, some um, nerdy comic or, or uh, video game. Yeah, stuff. he's like this big jack dude, but he's a big nerd. But uh, he worked during that um, Like a Dragon street fight. Is when Do you he know worked, who he is? You Sega. know that meme of the like three bodybuilders typing on a computer with no shirts and then the fourth little oh. kid on the computer? Yeah, and they're like, tell- they're like explaining to the kid like how not to be toxic and stuff. <laughs> he's, he's those guys. 
Yeah, yeah, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. But yeah, this match was awesome. I mean, you got Vikingo doing all his crazy flips. You got Brian Cage doing his crazy power moves, and and Trent and Brian Keith doing their crazy good wrestling stuff. And uh, yeah, I love one with the Dude Buster, on, which was awesome. I loved on commentary. Uh, they asked Eddie Kingston, "Who would you rather face?" He's like, "I don't care." He's like, honestly, <laughs> I do not care. <laughs> he's yeah. like it does not matter who wins he's like I'll fight him mm-hmm. I, and they're like what you don't care he's like no not one iota I don't care <laughs> it's good but he also said like I know Brian Keith I like him I'm here to watch him mm-hmm. he's like I know him from the indies yeah and so Trent Trent wins so Saturday on Collision we're going to get Trent versus Eddie Kingston which will be a fun match yeah man Good, good opportunity for Trent just to get a mm-hmm. cool um, highlight of a match. He's not going to win it, but like, I no. like seeing Trent up for titles and shit. Because there was a time in the first few months of uh, AW where when, when it looked like they were tr- kind of trying to push Trent a bit as mm-hmm. a singles guy, because they were giving him long, drawn out matches against like Mox and shit like that, mm-hmm. and. Yeah. People were like, then he got hurt. Is he gonna break up with uh with his mm-hmm. guy and go singles and never did happen. And they've always kind of hinted at him breaking off and being the heel version of uh Yeah, ever since Yuta left, he's like not been the same. Like he got really hurt by Yuta leaving the best friends. Uh, he even tossed Danhausen out of the ring during the battle royal in the uh mm-hmm. pre show. So no. Again, there. Because Chuck's a, hurt right now, isn't he? Oh, I fuck up. I don't know. <laughs> I think I saw that. I think I saw that he's hurt. So that's why, that's why Trent's kind of on his mm-hmm, own right now. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is a fun match. Lots of crazy spots. And then so next would have been when uh, Hangman busted in and said that he's he's down to fight anyone. And then. Uh, so next, we're actually on to our main event already, which was Swerve Strickland it's versus Daniel Garcia. a lot of New Japan and... for you to talk about. Not me, because I haven't watched yeah, it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Hope yeah. your voice is uh, ready. But yeah, we had, yeah, <laughs> we had Swerve uh, Strickland versus Daniel Garcia, which this match was great. I love this being the main event. Oh. You know, a couple weeks ago, we I know we talked about it on here and in the Facebook group we're in, like when CM Punk re-showed up at WWE. And some people in that group were saying... Oh, this is a big blow for AEW. What's AEW going to do to counteract this type of match? This with is these what two guys gonna... is. It... Yeah, yeah. This... this is exactly what they what they need to do. Like this whole match, you and I texted about it. That or this whole night uh, felt like uh, like a new season. Yeah, and we had a lot of fresh matchups and stuff. This this is the type of stuff that AEW needs to do and focus on. Focus on the people they already have, and then signing people like Perazzo and Mercedes if you can get them. That's a huge name, but like signing people like Perazzo and Brian Keith and stuff like that is stuff people you could build around that, mm-hmm. you know, it's good. Like just make what people wanted AEW to be in the first place, which is mm-hmm. a place for guys like this. Yeah, exactly. And both these guys are both incredibly over. Garcia, he won what? One match during the tournament and it still helped him out over a ton. as hell. Like this is this is that's evidence that if you lose, you're not buried. 
losing is not yeah. a burial because he's as over as he ever was. Yeah. Yeah. And speaking of the tournament, uh, it's come out that Roosh tore his hamstring like the first match in and still wrestled. So and still had beast. like four more bangers and a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> he is eight pound for pound the man. toughest man in wrestling. Yeah, he is. He's great. And I hope he re- can come back quick because I love watching him wrestle. I love his entrance. He's great. But I think he has to be able to because he's a fucking cyborg. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, oh, this match is awesome. Matt, Matt Menard was on commentary. Always uh, good. We get always great. Yeah, there. we had a little bit of a. They built up to a dance off between uh, Garcia and Prince Nana, and I love that they did the because um, the crowd was yelling for it, and they did the Hulk Hogan Rock WrestleMania 18 stare at the crowd before they did their dance off, which made me laugh really hard. Where they and they got a the holy crowd. shit chant for it. Yeah, <laughs> and it was all a big uh, swerve for swerve to uh, get back on top, take over the match with against Garcia. But yeah, this match is great. Both these guys are so technically sound. And, yeah, no, uh, it's uh, like this is this is the the future of AEW here because Brian uh-huh. Danielson is gonna leave. Um, or I don't know if he's going to leave, but he's going to stop being full-time. Um, he's yeah, not, and he's he, come out in an interview and said that uh, he's still going to wrestle. His part-time for him is 10 matches a year. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's still a good amount. <laughs> and, like, um, Kenny Omega's not going to be around I don't know if he'll go forever. back to WWE. Yeah, I hope Kenny comes back soon. I miss him. Yeah, like, I... But, yeah, I don't I, know what they're going to do now when Kenny comes back with all the Jericho stuff. <laughs> Well, that, that's one thing that I kind of wanted to mention. It was interesting. They really, you could tell, like, with Sammy get, uh, getting the pin on Ricky Starks, that it was going to be Jericho and Sammy against, uh, for the title against Starks and Big Bill. Big they Bill. can't do that right now. So now, no. all of a sudden... Uh, now all of a sudden it's Sting and Darby. So I think Sting and Darby are going to get that title shot. Yeah. Instead of so instead of Jericho. So like, fuck, maybe this is a blessing. Like, mm-hmm. uh, maybe in the end, a shitty person gets exposed. I just mm-hmm. hope that um, it didn't jeopardize. It's sort of like when people are going after Donald Trump. And they're mm-hmm. like, okay, let's get him with this. And you're like, no, that's that's not something that's ever going to get him. Don't do that. You're just going to make it harder for us to get him in the future for the more serious stuff that we yeah. that we can actually build a case for. It's like, do not sure. jump. You cannot jump the gun on this shit. You cannot jeopardize. It's like jeopardizing a police case. Mm-hmm. Like some like someone uh, like they've been working on getting a drug dealer for five years. They're building a case, and then some beat cop go. This is I'm going full fucking um, Brooklyn Nine Nine here. But goes in, say. <laughs> some 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 beat cop goes in there and jeopardizes <laughs> the case, like that the vice guy's <laughs> been doing for like you you could be you could be doing this by. Uh, mm-hmm by being a reckless journalist. Um, for sure. But uh, Chris Jericho's scared, and he's not on TV. So, yeah, regardless. I'm yeah, they didn't mention him at all or no, anything. They can't um, right now, which to yeah. me means they're taking it seriously, which is good. 
<laughs> so Tony Khan yeah. kind of uh, ducked the questions, which realistically he should have during like what did yeah. you expect him to say? I mean, he, sorry, what what Tony Khan should have said at the media conference or at the you know what I mean? Uh, he should have said, yeah. "We take all." allegation or all accusations and allegations seriously um we are going to do our due diligence to get to the bottom of this and treat it seriously that's all he had to say yeah instead he yeah. he said what do you say like we have the safest he said we have the safest the work environment like okay sure that's made up and that, like four months ago he said he feared for his life exactly like, like he fired a guy for <laughs> for uh cause trying to beat you up yeah for, for pushing monitors on you and like mm-hmm. so you can't like it, it's silly you can't say that mm-hmm. i understand why he did but it's like that's not media trained man right there yeah and he said yeah. it wearing a fucking hat and like sunglasses a... that yeah. were given to him by tony storm which to mm-hmm. me is the funniest that i'm not mad he did that i think that's hilarious mm-hmm. but you got to know better because you know people yeah, are going to sure. use that against you. But I'm mm-hmm. so happy it happened. Yeah. And another thing I'm happy about, once one person asked about it, three more journalists asked about it in that same press conference. Mm-hmm. They pushed him on it. Yeah. Which is good because normally yeah, they don't. For sure. Normally, because yeah. like they're, they're afraid that they won't get asked back because they have to be invited. In order to mm-hmm. be there, you can't just show up. You can't just say, I'm media, I'm here. No, you have to be invited. Yeah. So all those people could which be is, not invited now. Which, maybe that's why they're taking it so seriously. Like, all right, too many people are... Yeah, because the, the people got brave. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a, well, cause it's, a, it's a really bad look. And, again, another reason why I didn't like how this happened um, with this guy was... One of the reasons he... He said, uh, he said he he sees all these people in AW praising Chris Jericho, and he says that's weird considering this. And it, this just happened to be like the day after everyone was gushing over MJF's article where he praised Chris Jericho. So like, <sighs> and in that article, MJF even says like, every time I'm gonna have a moment, or I'm gonna have a this, or I'm gonna have a that, some old man comes in to steal my th- comes in to do something shitty and steal my thunder, or like some yeah. other person comes in to ruin my moment, and then mm-hmm. this guy went and ruined his moment again, yeah. <laughs> like using Chris Jericho, a guy that he just praised, because he mm-hmm. was saying AEW wouldn't exist without Chris Jericho, and that's true. Because you couldn't mm-hmm. just be like the elite and the bucks, because mm-hmm. the wider world doesn't know the elite and the bucks. Yeah, for sure. But the so Chris yeah. Jericho was necessary. So, yeah. Anyways, mm-hmm. let's talk about New Japan. So the finish of oh. yeah. Well, I was going to okay, go to the okay, finish okay. of the match. Okay. It was awesome. So we get uh, Swerve goes for the house call, a two count. Whoa. Then he goes up for a Swerve stomp, and I was like, oh, that's over. Uh, but Garcia does a long two point nine kick out. 2.99999 kick out. Great. And then while all that's going on, he, Garcia rolls him up. I was like, holy shit, he's going to beat him. No, kick out. And then Swerve does his um, JML driver for the 1-2-3. And then they, uh, uh, Swerve extends his hand for Garcia to shake it. And then, uh, bam, low blow. And then Matt Menard comes in. And, uh, 
Yeah, from Nana. And then Prince Nana and Swerve start beating them both down. And then that's when Hangman runs out. They have a pool apart. So Hangman said he was down to fight any, anyone. And old wounds never heal all the way, I guess. So. And one thing I love, just some like weird trivia. Prince Nana wrestled in Ring of Honor. <laughs> I love that. I saw somebody posted. He, he was a fucking saw, unit, too. <laughs> yeah, he was thick. Uh, I saw somebody was posting because Prince Nana will retweet all sorts of stuff if you follow him on Twitter. Yeah, he posted somebody posted a clip of him from like, uh, like one of the WWE like main event shows that's not like Raw or SmackDown, you know? Yeah, Prince Nana was on one of those. He's wrestling Crash Holly, which was funny. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> and uh, I guess he said he was trained by EC in the ECW dojo. Is where he trained at. No, he he is so. a. He's a thick boy. He looked like um, mm-hmm. who's that guy that wrestled a lot for GCW that we both liked? Um, I don't know if he's still oh, there. Like uh, AJ Gray. Uh, AJ Gray. Yeah. Yeah. He wrestled and looked like AJ Gray. He had the same build mm-hmm. and everything. Yeah. Like fucking. He was yeah. a spark plug. Like a like a fucking chopper too. Like he could come in. Yeah. Like if he was in his prime now, he could come into AW and like mm-hmm. have a banger with like. Eddie Kingston or something. Yeah, 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 for sure. But really fun episode of Dynamite. I really enjoyed it. It felt like like you like you told me and we said earlier like a new season was starting in a good way. Yeah, it felt fresh and exciting. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I needed that personally. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, especially. I know a lot of people were super down on the pay per view. I thought the pay per view was was good, but the well, last three matches of the pay per view were great. But yeah, well, for me, it's like. As long as a pay-per-view ends with two great matches, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. That was good. And those yeah. matches were perfect. Like, I wouldn't change mm-hmm. them in any yeah, way. So, for that, sure. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't need a whole card. It's like fucking New Japan matches. You watch a bunch of eh matches or New Japan pay-per-views. You watch a bunch of eh mm-hmm. stuff at the beginning, and then there's the two main ones, and that's all I care about. <laughs> so. Yes, which is exactly what Wrestle Kingdom was. Speaking of Wrestle Kingdom, it's, it's a very good show. It's long. They, they, I don't, I can't remember if they did two nights last year, they but they've did, gone away from the two nights. Yeah. They're, they're back to one night, so you get the long ass show. Uh, nothing really happened on the other card. One note: they did the TV title match, uh, Tanahashi versus Zack Saber Jr. And, and Tanahashi won, which made me laugh because Tanahashi is now the president. Of New Japan, so it's like first thing he does is make himself a champion. Go Ace, and then <laughs> mine, and which which is nuts because Zack Saber Junior. He's held that title for forever, and he's he always had good matches with it. But and then so like you're saying, you get a you get a bunch of cool tag matches, nothing like too crazy. And then once you get to where they do the Junior's title, that's when the show like picks up. So you had El Desperado versus. Um, Crap, now I can't even remember his name. Ticking Time Bomb. That's his nickname. Oh, yes. Uh, Takahashi? uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. Thank you. That that was a really good match. Desperado won, which is cool. His his whole story's been that he can't win the big one, and then he finally wins the big one at Wrestle Kingdom, which was a cool story. Yeah, good. like it. And then, yeah, and then we get um, the three-way for the new global title, which is then rebranding their U.S. title to the global title. Essentially bringing back the Intercontinental title. 
is what. Yeah, I wish they would just bring back the the intercom. Yeah, I guess their thing is if they got rid of it, they don't want to reverse it. So, but they're just this belt looks like that belt. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's white strap and everything. But yeah, this this match was a ton of fun. It was wild. It was Will Ospreay versus Mox versus David Finley, and at the New Japan. Wrestle Kingdom press conference, Will Ospreay gave Moxley two non-alcoholic beers and said, hey, man, for the first five minutes, we won't hurt each other. Let's just beat up David Finley, and they agreed to it. And, uh, so that's what happened. The first five minutes of the match, they did, they just beat the hell out of David Finley, and then uh, then they then they started fighting each other, and David Finley had his Bullet Club goons help out and um, ended up winning the match. And during that match, Dolph Ziggler. Or Nick and his Nemeth brother, the Nemeth out. brothers. Yeah, it, yeah. Came out, and uh, David Finley and him got into a scuffle after the match and then during the press conference afterwards. And I think next weekend in San Jose, they're going to fight each other. Yeah, Dolph, which... or, uh, Dolph jumped him at the press conference, chased mm-hmm. him off, held up the title. Did a pretty basic promo, but mm-hmm. was good, and it was... Uh emphatic and was fired up and people have really mm-hmm. gravitated toward it. They really like it. And I think that, he's, that video I think he'll they, be great in new Japan. I think he mm-hmm. really will be that video. Very, they good. put up that video. They put up on, on the, uh, Ryan Nimitz YouTube oh channels. Incredible. Super kicking zombies heads off. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it just made me want to have a, um, Dolph Ziggler starred remake of they live. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'd like be awesome. remake. They live. Um, put Dolph Ziggler in Roddy Piper's role. He's basically wearing the same outfit in the thing. He puts on the mm-hmm. sunglasses too. It's obviously directly inspired um, by it. Um, For sure, had the whole '80s theme and the soundtrack as well. Mm-hmm. Like it's uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. It, man. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's good. Yeah, and then so next. They had uh, my match of the year now. Sorry to Kesha and Darby, uh, but Brian Danielson versus Kazuchika Okada. This was who like there. This is everything I wanted their matchup for Ben Door to be, but Brian Dan- and Brian Danielson didn't break his arm, so they could actually do everything they wanted to do during the match. They got he got the Japanese crowd to do the yes chant, which was awesome for his Busaiko knee. Great. Yeah, he he twisted. Okada up like a pretzel. It looked gross. It it was awesome. Okada, you know, did the thing where he gets super pissed off and starts beating up Danielson and stuff. Just really fun match. One with the Rainmaker. So now they're one in one in singles matches, right? Well, now. I was talking to my friend who actually cuts, who looks kind of like you, but with a bigger beard. Anyways, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, he was a uh, he he's a New Japan fan as well. So, and I asked him what he thought of the pay per view, and he said it was okay. But one weird, funny storyline they had, and the commentators were talking about it, was everybody who wore white lost their title, and then uh, oh, that's funny. And then Okada came out in white, but they shot it in like a in a certain like ultraviolet, so that his pants didn't yeah, he... look white. And then he won mm-hmm. and kept his title. Yeah, he um, yeah, his entrance was like he came out on stage. And they had like this crazy scanner thing. Yeah. That as it scanned him, his like jacket and trunks and stuff changed color. It was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. So it was like, no, like, no, nope, never mind. Like he He's not wearing white. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, he I actually sur- had to watch it in Japanese. And one. Yeah. 
I had to watch it in Japanese because like my I clicked on English commentary, but it was just in Japanese. So I was like, all right, whatever. I'll just watch it in Japanese. And then uh, the Japanese commentary is great, though. I don't know what they're saying, but they are they are hyped up most yes, of the time. <laughs> yes, they are. But uh, yeah. So that match is very good. I highly recommend you watch that match. Oh, like, I'm, I'm going to. So I good. I wanted to watch it before this, but I did not. <laughs> I, I ate chicken wings instead. Yeah, I hear you. We had chicken wing pizza for dinner right Ooh. before I came on here. That's good. So um, I was burping a lot when we first started. But then the main event was Naito versus Sonata. Oh, two that wasn't LH. the main event? Right. Okada versus Danielson was not the main event. The world title match of Naito versus Sonata was the main event. Because New Japan, they always you know, the they, you, do, you do the whole G1 thing to main event the Tokyo Dome. So. so Naito won it, and, you know, the whole story of this match is, like, can Naito still go? And it's his former stablemate in Sonata, and, like, he's still obsessed with that title. He still wants it. He didn't get to have it for that long the last time he won it during the pandemic. So that's the whole story of the match. And this match, it was a very good like wrestled match, but like the story these two guys told the match was very good of, you know, Naito pushing through all his injuries, Sonata knowing everything about him. Cause they used to be on a team together. And then Naito using that uh, strong spirit, strong style spirit, fighting spirit. That's what I'm looking for to push through wins after he wins, he's laying in the mat, and the they brought the title in and laid it next to him, and they have this really cool shot. New Japan always gets these really cool shots. It's across the top of the title, and you just see the top of Naito's face. Kind of looked like the end of Evangelion, you know, where they showed that okay, face. Okay, yeah, yeah. But with the title, it, it, that was that was really good. But yeah, the the last few matches of Wrestle Kingdom were great. I, I, they from the are. junior match on, they I are. yeah, from the junior title match on, I I highly recommend it. Tanahashi versus Xavier Junior was good too. But that's pretty early in the show. But yeah, this this was a lot of fun. And then at New Year's Dash, they actually set up a lot of stuff for the January thirteenth, which is the show that TNA is supposed to redate you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, okay. And New Japan said, uh, "Screw you guys, we're doing a pay per view that night too, <laughs> and we're gonna have uh, Finley versus uh, Ziggler and uh, Mox versus um, Shingo Takagi in a no DQ match and oh, fuck. Uh, Brian." Da- <laughs> And Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. 2 is going to be at that show. Oh, fuck. Yeah. New Japan said, yeah, we're, we're going to put on a, a heck so of a show. So it's, it's funny. It's like... It's, oh, and like in crazy booking, uh, Matt Riddle randomly did a vignette, and he's going to wrestle Tanahashi at that show, too. Okay, so, so <laughs> the the pattern of New Japan not giving a fuck about allegations yep. continues. Yep, yep, yep. But this show's in San Jose, California. Because I was like, no way Matt Riddle can go to Japan because they do not fuck around with drugs in Japan at all. Oh, he right. arrested immediately. But the show's in San Jose. I was like, oh, that's why he's doing <laughs> the New Japan show. You just get arrested <laughs> immediately. Go straight to jail. Yeah. Yeah, they just, he'd walk off and they'd be like, nope. <laughs> but yeah, the show's here in the States, so he, he's safe for now. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's absolutely why, um, not. Matt Seidel. Matt Seidel got kicked out of New Japan. He had to come back to the states because they busted him with weed. They don't, they don't fuck around with that shit over in Japan. No, they'll just straight up put you in jail. You're gone. Yeah, mm-hmm. ostracized forever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, they're doing Battle of the Valley, and it's like a super show. With Battle of the Valley, tons are good. of hey. those are good. Yeah, yeah, that's. But yeah, so it's next weekend. So next Saturday is. 
going to be the 13th. You got the return of TNA pay-per-view plus the, Oh, and during new year's dash, uh, pretty big announcement. Will Ospreay, um, is they're still doing the United his team, United Kingdom versus bullet club. That's like one of the big stories. And so him and David Finley are going to have one last match before his leaves. And he said his last match in New Japan is February 11th. So okay. That's when. Yeah. He said he was going to go until February. So that makes sense. <laughs> so him and David Finley are going to have a cage match at, at some point. Fuck. They don't do cage <laughs> matches very often in New Japan. So that's no. cool. No. But yeah, that'll, that'll be so really cool. He can, Wrestle Kingdom uh, was fun. He can try and put over Finley, yeah. who's having a tough time being the leader of Bullet Club, which is, yes. which I I hate that because I genuinely really like David Finley, and he's put mm-hmm. in a lot of time in New Japan, getting over mm-hmm. with the fans, only for them to make him look like bootleg Jay White. Yeah, he looks like Jay White. He's got um, Gato coming out with him. Yeah, it's they so, just did. <laughs> it's so stupid. Like it looks like they're mm-hmm. they're just like okay, you do Jay White cosplay now. Like, what? No. Yeah. Why did you do that to him? They should have had him. They should have had him do his own thing. Because well, he already he, calls... he already had a leather jacket and like the studs and everything. <laughs> Just fucking put a bullet club shirt on him. Let him be the same guy. Yeah, they they should have had him because he called hit people they called with him... a shillelagh. Who gives a fuck? Yeah, yeah. It's a, I mean that's what his dad did. But they call themselves like the Bullet Club War Dogs because Bullet Club's so weird right now because there's Bullet Club Gold in AEW, and then there's Bullet Club War Dogs in New Japan, but then also House of Torture. He's part of Bullet Club still, which I don't get. I was like, they need to make House of Torture just their own thing. Yeah. But it's all still Bullet Club. But like the Bullet Club war dogs are supposed to bring back that feeling of like all the Gaijin guys. But, well, one thing that's interesting, and this is me putting on my tinfoil hat. I'm putting it on. So what I'm saying doesn't make sense. What I'm saying doesn't count for mm-hmm. anything. Um, there's the rumors that uh, because TNA is calling their pay-per-views now, premium live events same as wwe that they are going to sort of align themselves with wwe and that the wwe worlds collide um premium live event that they do is going to involve tna and in my mind i'm like i wonder if new japan is just like okay yeah but we're aligned with AEW, so we're gonna put this uh this pay-per-view up against TNA to screw yeah, you a little bit. And mm-hmm. Yeah, because they during a press conference they asked Tanahashi, like, you're kind of booking this show heavily against TNA. Tanahashi just said, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, yeah, maybe okay. they are pissed at maybe they are pissed at TNA for doing that. I don't know. Yeah, like if the well, because they did have a working relationship for mm-hmm. they were working with them, and if TNA has now pivoted to to work with WWE, that would essentially be snubbing their nose at New Japan, mm-hmm. and New Japan doesn't take kindly to that. It's and I would say like especially considering the history of New Japan and Impact, yeah, they already TNA they already didn't get along. Yeah. <laughs> They didn't get along for years, for well over a Mm -hmm. decade, because of Mm -hmm. how they treated Okada. Like they, they legit hated them, would not talk to them. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And then New Japan decided to work with them again for them to, if again, this is all tinfoil hat stuff. 
if they were to, mm-hmm. to then start working with WWE, that would be kind of a, a little bit of an FU to New Japan a bit. Mm-hmm. So, which if I was TNA, I would be worried about working with WWE. Look what they did with like Evolve and all those other indies they that they worked with. They just fold everything, man. They mm-hmm. don't care about these other brands. No, they just want your wrestlers in your tape library so they can put it on the network and then that's it. Yeah, and then they won't let their guys wrestle on your show. Like you mm-hmm. get fucking you get to have fucking Veer Veer yeah. Kane on TNA. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. But fun shows all around and then yeah, so, and I'm, uh, I guess it's Friday night, so there will be a SmackDown tonight. So I'm sure people are going to be watching SmackDown heavily to see if Sasha shows up and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, these are always fun times in wrestling this time of year. Because, like, oh, is someone going to sign with this, this place or that place? Yeah. There's lots of people with contracts coming up. Um, yeah, 2024 is going to be... A big year. A big year. Because, like, not even just AEW, like, MJF's, yeah. I think Ricky Starks is up soon, but, like, in WWE, Seth Rollins, yep. Drew McIntyre's contracts are up soon. I will, I was looking at it. Um, I think I even saw Cody. They've tried to get, they tried to resign Cody. He's not signed to a contract he? right now. He's not signed. Yeah. yeah. He's in the same situation he was with AEW when he left. And with The Rock showing back up on Monday and challenging Roman Reigns, who knows? Who knows? Well, that's what somebody was posting about, like the Rock and Roman thing at uh, at potentially for WrestleMania, and I and I said like seriously, and not in like and I want him to. Li- I mean, I kind of do selfishly, but like, and I think eventually he will end up back in AEW one day. But <laughs> I was just saying like they should be careful delaying. Cody Rhodes story too much because now I think they've delayed it almost a calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they got to be careful with that because he's not on a contract. He can just he could sign with AW tomorrow if he mm-hmm. was like, okay, like this uh, this doesn't look like what I had thought was going to happen is going to happen. Maybe I just go back over there, like mm-hmm. where his friends still are, like to. To think that he doesn't like AEW is just a fallacy. Um, I mean, he's even said that in interviews. Like, I still like it and watch AEW. Like, yeah, so he's and done... <laughs> he, he said he texts the Bucks more than ever. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, and then he'll be on a new contract and he can go for the world title yeah, in AEW again. <laughs> Drew McIntyre, early 2024. Um, so that's like now. Um, <laughs> and he did just lose on day one, which... So, of course, WWE people love to talk about burials. They said it buried him. Maybe it did. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe it didn't. I didn't watch it. Um, Becky Lynch. I tried to watch it. And Becky three Lynch, jump cuts on Irish twenty twenty four. Seth Rollins, June twenty twenty four. Ricochet, summer twenty twenty four. Jinder Mahal through summer twenty twenty four. Kofi Kingston through December twenty twenty four. Big E, same thing. Xavier Woods, same thing. Um, Kevin Owens through 2024, which is crazy to me. I thought he signed longer. I thought he just resigned. I know. Maybe it wasn't that long of a deal. I don't know. But it says, maybe. I don't know what through 2024 means. Maybe like, the end of 2024, maybe 2025. Yeah. Like he's, he's out of a contract, um, which that's the person I want 
in AW is Kevin. Owens, the, the, Kevin oh, Steen. the people, the only people they have to any sort of long term is like Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, Rey Mysterio, Dominic Mysterio, Booker T. Under like they don't have anybody, so they mm-hmm. got. I mean, obviously, I'm sure there's other people there. Like they don't have everybody's contract here. These are just the contracts they have dates for. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this year's about to be wild. Yeah, AW's pretty solid. More than half of their guys are in 2026 or later, including mm-hmm. Malachi, who's 2027. Yeah. So that's funny mm-hmm. because he's the awesome. one that they always say is leading. Other, yeah, other AEW contract news is Andrade has left the company. Yeah, he's gone, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't working out. Wish mm-hmm. him the best. Like, it, legit, like, it's. Uh, it didn't work out. It's uh, move on. It's too bad because he could have been a main event guy, but if if he's not going to be, then well, by all means go back. He was treated the best mm-hmm. under Triple H, so I understand. Kazu Kazu Okada end of January twenty twenty four. Yeah, is another one. Up soon. Clark Connors April twenty twenty four. Impact rest. Wrestling has a lot of guys that are apparently done. Or no, Dirty Dango. I don't know who that is. Um, uh, is that the... That's the... Um, he was in WWE. He was like the dancing guy. Oh, the Fandango. The, okay. Yeah, 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 Fandango. Yeah, yeah. Perazzo, obviously, she's switched back already. Um, <laughs> Hammerstone is done. He's a free agent. Um, Camille is done. She's a free agent. Uh yeah, there's fucking tons of people out there. Tons of free yeah. agents out there. We haven't had this many yeah. free agents out there in a long, long time. Not since, uh, was it 2020, 2021, when WWE was letting all those people go? <laughs> yeah. There has, like, fuck. I look at this, what? Like, this is my big fear for WWE. Like, they don't have any, I mean... It looks like they do have some good people in NXT. They have Trick they just Williams. resigned some some big names. They've I saw. got Carmelo. Mm-hmm. Um, they better not let Carmelo go. Uh, <laughs> he's a fucking yeah. star over there, Braun mm-hmm. Breaker. Like they have good guys. Like mm-hmm. you can see the future there, but on the main roster, it's a bunch of old men. Mm-hmm. Like it's a bunch of old dudes, and then guys that are leaving. Seth Rollins mm-hmm. is young, but he he's not leaving, but it's June 2024. Mm-hmm. Ricochet, 24. Uh, Kofi, 24. Big E, 24. Xavier Woods, 24. They should be worried about... Um, Imagine if all the New Day left. <laughs> well, that's what they... They should be worried about the New Day because they're really tight with the Elite. Mm-hmm. One of Xavier yeah. Woods' good, good friends is Kenny Omega. Mm-hmm. Like they're on like year six or seven of doing the giant bomb, um, top ten mm-hmm. games of the year together. Yeah, as as a and couple. imagine, <laughs> like remember when they did that um, Street Fighter match with all like all six sure. of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like imagine, imagine they don't resign to WWE right right away, and then they go do like okay, we'll we'll come into AEW just to do the New Day versus Elite Six yeah. Man just for one time. Like that'd be huge. It'd be huge. And I would, I could see them signing though. Granted, mm-hmm. probably not with Big E. I don't know what his status is. 
right yeah, now. Yeah, it's still sketchy, I think. But yeah. He, hopefully we, he we, gets back. His, awesome. his career is just as likely to be over as it is that he'll come back, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. I think there's yeah. a good chance they lose Drew McIntyre, though. Yeah, from all reports, is he hasn't been happy for a while. Yeah, and they have been having trouble in negotiations with him. And just mm-hmm. the, like, the way that he they had him lose on the main event, it just... It was reminiscent of when, not not that they're treating him badly, but just the booking was reminiscent of when Brian Danielson lost to Roman, and then uh-huh. showed up in AEW. Yeah, it was it's, it felt similar, like uh-huh. how they booked it felt like a guy who's leaving. Uh-huh. Yep, yeah, Drew McIntyre, that'd be nuts if he. That'd be a big one. To, that would be a big w. one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that would be a that would be a huge because he's not that old. No, he's like early to mid thirties, I think. Yeah, like that. That's enough years left on that mm-hmm. bump card for sure. Especially now, guys are wrestling a lot longer than they used to be. Yeah, and like still at a super high level. Like AJ Styles and Finn Balor, both in their forties. Yeah, I'm and fucking still going. shocked that Kevin Owens is only through twenty twenty four. Yeah, that's crazy because I I remember. Him and Sami Zayn, couple, uh, at least two years ago, or a year ago, re-signed. Yeah, but I mean, maybe they only signed for two years. Maybe. I yeah, mean, it was still under Vince then, so he was probably doing Like, I could understand Kevin Owens not wanting to lock himself in for that long if he, like, potentially is interested in going to AEW. Like, I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's going to, but, like, if he wants to keep his options open... Like, he's friends with damn near everybody in AEW. He came up with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was just saying, he's really good friends with like the there were There would be no point in him being like, okay, six-year deal. Like, no, like, say, two-year deal, and then in two years, we do this again. And maybe I... And then I can weigh my options. That's what lots of, like, professional athletes do that now. They don't just lock themselves in they're like no i'll do i'll just do a three-year deal and then we can you can pay me more Mm -hmm. in three years yeah kind of deal all right exactly Mm -hmm. i think we should call this now yes great episode yes good one